Welcome to the On The Ball podcast, where we have curious conversation about life, career, spirituality, and anything in between. My name is Anika Toth, a civil engineer turned world traveler, public speaker, trainer, and Toastmasters champion. My goal is to bring you inspirational topics and people that can help you find your definition of success. When you are ready, it is time to be On The Ball. first week of the podcast, I will be sharing one episode every second workday, and then I will deliver you a message every second week. It will be truly inspiring for you and probably for many people you know, so please share the link of the podcast with them. Also, quick reminder, hit the subscribe and love buttons to get notified about the upcoming episodes, then share a rating and a review if you like what you are listening to. So today I have the pleasure to have a bright and highly dedicated young woman as my guest. She has already achieved so many incredible things and truly is an inspiring person. Ashta Kacha is an architectural designer and architect at the Mars Society of NASA in Canada. She's aspiring to be the first female space architect astronaut and she will undergo her astronaut training in 2021 in the United States. The two of us met at university in Denmark a few years ago, and we got in touch recently. Asta is a great person that I have a privilege to know. She's always happy to serve and share her deep thoughts with the world. She has had a tough journey to find her purpose and success in life, but when she did, there was nothing that could hold her back. Asta also has a non-profit organization called V Energy in Uganda, where she teaches mindfulness to blind kids so that they understand their potential and inner value. Here, she also organizes food programs and helps people with affordable housing. As you can see, she is a motivated and truly inspirational young professional with a purpose to serve the world. This is a very powerful interview that you should listen to if you are also searching for your purpose, feel lost in what you love doing, and would like to find your own meaning of happiness. In this episode, we are going to talk about her journey of self-discovery and her path that is leading her to be the first female architect astronaut. Now, let me welcome Asta Kacha. I'm so grateful that you are here and thank you so much for spending some time with us and sharing all your secrets with us. Thank you, Enigo. Thank you for the great introduction. Should I carry you with me everywhere I go for my conferences? <laughs> I'm happy I to, to go. I, I am going next year in a NASA conference and presenting my research on deployable habitats. So I feel like we, we I, I like your introduction. It's very, it's very overwhelming, to be very honest. My first question to you, I loved when I asked you before and we had a conversation before when you said that your greatest achievement is mm. to discover yourself. Can you tell us a bit more about that? How did you overcome your difficulties and all the things that was happening in your life to find your purpose? Yeah, so in the year of 2017, I was very lost and I was not doing very well in my education because I found a lot of difficulties in adopting a different culture, though I was always fond of traveling around and getting known new people. 
So in Denmark, I, I, I couldn't find people of my culture. So I, it was hard to make friends for me. Also, I was, I was struggling with the education because I found it very difficult to understand because in, in the, before the, the year before I did in UK, it was very simple. And I had a very bad relationship. So, and my parents were getting separated in India. Mm. So you have a lot of emotional baggage, financial baggage from everywhere. And I went to, I took a break and I went to a Vipassana meditation center. Uh, it is kind of a Buddhist meditation, but it doesn't relate to any religion. So in, I went there for 10 days. And in those 10 days, you, you, they, they, they take away your phone. You don't communicate anything with anyone, not even with any expressions. You have to get up at 4.30 in the morning and you meditate for 10, 12 hours. And so what happens here is, is because it one of the so, Vipassana retreats? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, have you been? Yeah, I yeah. haven't, but I would love to. I heard about them about that a year ago. That changed my life. That changed my life, Aniko. That just changed my life. It's so enlightening. You should go there. So I went to one of those. And um, because you don't speak anything to anyone, uh, on the first day, you feel very happy that you are by yourself. Second and third day, uh, you start getting your thoughts from your, <clears throat> sorry, you start getting thoughts from your past. And fourth, fifth day, you feel so much frustration. And then you start finding your own path. By the end of the retreat, you feel so much of joy and everything inside of you. So after that, those 10 days, I realized that the love that I'm seeking from the outside world is not in the outside, but it is within myself. And every time, because in this world, anytime if we are sad, we go to our friends, we go to our parents, but so rarely we face it by ourselves. But when you are just alone, isolated, you uh, do everything by yourself. So I figured out that, okay, the truth is within me. Everything is here, it's gonna go away because just like our breath, when we breathe in and breathe out, everything is like coming and it's going. It's no, nothing stays forever. And mm -hmm. then I decided, okay, so I want to do my best because I don't have too many years to live. I have limited amount of years because we live a limited amount of years. So I decided the moment I'm, till the moment I'm alive, I want to make my every present day the best. And I, I don't, that was my one experience when I decided that the happiness is in the present moment. It's not in the thinking about the past or it's not in the future, thinking too much about future. Yes, I totally agree with you there. So then I started, on, so since that day, I decided that, okay, I, I got very excited for my every day. That was one of my biggest transformation. And another, and I got very self-independent, not dependent on any, anyone around. And I will take everything that is coming. I will just observe and not react to situation. If it's a failure or if it's a success, you don't get too happy, too low, just mm -hmm. observe and let it pass. So that helped me to stay very emotionally stable. But and how does one do that, sir, when we are just starting out and how can we just be observative, observative about what is happening around us? It just seems so simple, but when we actually have to do it, it's so complicated. So how did you personally do it? That comes with self-awareness. So when you sit in a silence, for example, if you sit for one minute, put a timer and sit in silence, you will have like 100 thoughts. It is said that in 24 hours, a human being have 74,000 thoughts. So you will have so many of thoughts, but what you need to do in repression, what we learn is, you need to just focus the air that is passing through your nostrils 
and the air that is coming out. So you try to divert your focus to just one thing and not focus on other things. So this way you learn to focus and the more, fo and the, the more focus you learn, the more self-aware you become. And the more yeah. self-aware you become, you, uh, you know, you're very aware of the situation that is right in front of you. And mm -hmm. because you're aware, you don't act in aggression or you don't uh, act in uh, too much of sadness. You just observe it. Yeah, but and also I heard when, when we are actually sitting down and we are listening to ourselves, I also love meditating and Ooh. just listening myself. That's also one of my yeah. daily practices. But then we realize as well that our daily thoughts are just repeating themselves day by day. And it's crazy, yeah. don't you think? It's, and how is it with your background from India? Did you learn anything when you were at home? Did you bring something with you to the, like the Eastern mindset, that meditation? How was it, how was it with your parents? So uh, when I, my parents are very multicultural. When I was a kid, when I was just five years old, when I was five years old and when I started schooling, I had a teacher from Bhutan and he got me into meditation because he will, do air, he will make every student meditate. So that's, uh, that's why I was always into meditation and seeking things inside. But my mom was uh, very ambitious because she struggled a lot in her early years. So she, whatever she couldn't do, she put it in me. So uh, she, she, was, she was, I can say like my mom and my dad are like the powerhouse. They, they always push me. They always tell me like, they always try to tell me that everything you want to do, it is, you can do it. It's not that because you're born in India, Every, we, every human being, we all are so equally capable to achieve everything we desire. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, most many people fail to see that potential in themselves. But yeah, everything lies within us, right? Yes. For example, let's say right now it's you and me on, the, on this call. You and me have the same amount of body. We have the legs, we have the hands, we have the same uh, brain. It's just that the only difference will be like how we might be using it. But mm -hmm. it's not that it's not possible for us to break that uh, that line and uh, extend our uh, intellectual and intellectual and intellectual capacity. So I, my parents always made me believe that, and they always that was one thing that you can do everything you put your eyes on. And then second thing they taught me is, if you have if you have to put a goal for yourself, make sure that you you are at your best. You're not like somewhere just like it is. It's okay if you just, if you're just playing a guitar, but make sure that you play the best guitar by yourself, mm -hmm. not like an average. It's okay if you just want to dress up, but make sure that you are doing your best. It's not important how many things you do, but even that one thing you do at your best, you will still be very satisfied with what you're doing and you will be very mm. happy with that. But how That's, does one find what their best they want, is? Because they are not self-aware, because we have struggles with knowing what we want to do. So how do we actually find that what we are the best at? For that, you need to spend a lot of time by yourself. And yes, that, that is the thing. You need to, okay, I will tell you what trick that I did for myself to find my own mm -hmm. path. So I, I, when I was uh, studying in high school, I would ask myself questions that you need to ask, to understand yourself, you need to ask a lot of questions to yourself. For example, what I love to do, do I love to eat this food or do I love to bake a cake or do I love this? Then you need to ask yourself, what, what makes me feel bold? What I want to do? Who I want to become? And then you, and you can take a lot of motivation from different people. For example, uh, oh, I cannot turn my camera. 
Otherwise, I will show you something. So I have a vision board in front of me. Uh, and on my vision board, I, I have a private small plane. Then I have my friends. I have a physical fit body. So I put the, my NASA astronaut symbol. So I have everything on my vision board. First thing we do is you need to ask yourself a lot of questions. We just sit in isolation. And you, and you need to literally avoid looking at other people's life. Because everyone has their own different path. So I, I observe this thing a lot. For example, if someone is doing something, other person is like, oh, I want to do the same. No, 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 no. You are different. You, you have your inner different quality. You need to look at it. So you need to spend time alone. And once you know what you love to do, just keep doing that without uh, thinking what people will think. Never, never never underestimate yourself with other people's thoughts. I have a favorite quote, which is really aligned with this one. My quote is, do not go where the path may lead, go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. And it just definitely describes this, that I love it because it means that we should not follow the crowd. We just make our own path and we fail and we struggle and we trap but it is our way and we will find whatever we search for at the end. Yes, so, uh, when I started doing this uh, space architecture, uh, it was three years back, everyone was telling me, why you want to design on Mars when there is so much things to, when there's so many problems going on the earth? Why Mars? No one is gonna go to the Mars. It's so far, you're in the imaginary world. They told me so many things like that. I understand that there are so many problems on the earth, but it is very important to also do the space research because if we didn't have satellites, we wouldn't have understood the human population, how it is growing, decreasing across the world. We wouldn't have understood the climate change. This advancement in space, understanding other planets help us to understand our own very planet. Mm-hmm. So when we astronauts go to space, we live, we recycle water, we recycle food, recycle every waste. Because of that, we have a better recycling technologies on the earth. Mm-hmm. So in a way, exploration also helps. So I started, I presented my first project, uh, 3D printed habitat for Mars. Then I got more technical and I presented deployable habitat. And now we actually have a timeline when NASA is going to send astronauts to moon for Artemis mission. And then Elon Musk is, Elon Musk already built a finished buildup uh, doing his, a space uh, rocket to lead to the Mars. So it is coming. It is coming. And someone has to do it. Mm-hmm. It might not be there, but every, like, the light bulb. If someone wouldn't have, uh, if Tom and Edison wouldn't have spent nine thousand, I think, 999 failed experiments, he wouldn't have a light bulb on 1,000th attempt. So yeah. you need to keep just... If you love something, just go after it. Don't think if you have the money or not, or what people say, you will end up doing at least something. And if you don't get that result, you will at least end up learning something, pushing mm-hmm. yourself more. And how did this disconnecting from social media help? Because you also told me that for six months, you disconnected from social media. For a youngster, this is incredible to imagine. And how did you keep in touch with your parents and with friends and just everything? And what realization came to you when you had that six months? Yeah, can you believe I'm right now also anti-social? My only LinkedIn is working because that is a professional network. But my right now also Facebook and Instagram is off. Yeah, I tried to contact you on Facebook and I'm like, okay, wait, the girl is gone. 
I cannot find her here. Let me try to find a way to find her. <laughs> yeah, no, I will tell you, it is so important. Uh, there's a documentary, I forgot the name on Netflix, which mm -hmm. is exactly showing, uh, I will find the name. Yeah, Social Dilemma. So in that, I, this is just a recent discovery. Whatever you're putting in social media, whatever you're doing, it's, it's everything being tracked. But there's a different story. Uh, when I took that six months of social media break, I had my last semester, that is a seventh semester, where you have to present your bachelor's project. And I had think that, oh my God, I cannot afford to have any less mark because I want to go to the best university afterwards and get the best job. I don't want to put myself average. And for that, I, have, I will have to stay very focused. So I disconnected from my parents and I was writing emails once in three days to my mom and to my dad. And if I, if I look back those emails, in my every email, I was so positive because I, was, I didn't have any outside uh, disturbances affecting. Because, for example, if I'm alone and if I'm living away from my friends from India, and when they put stories of their family and friends all the time, and whereas I have a different part right now, I will be distracted and I will feel sad or... It's important to keep up with the so social world, but when you have to focus on some one thing, you need to stay very disconnected. So you give your hundred percent to it. In that time, I will tell you something. Uh, I will, I will, I had a bioface sleep because as you know, seventh semester is very hectic and mm -hmm. when you're doing a double degree architecture and construction management. So I will, I will get up in the morning at four, I will study until 12, then sleep and then again get up in the evening and continue all night. I used to go for the walks. I would go for the nature walk. In that moment, I started to notice so many things around me because you're not connected to, in social media, half of the things are fake. People pretend to be very happy, but mm -hmm. I don't think they're really that happy inside. It's like mm -hmm. an outside, people wear masks on the social media. So when I had this break, I was, I was so able to concentrate on everything I was doing. And not just that, when I would go for the walk, I would observe, I would start to observe very, little little things like how the leaves are how the sky looks today the people around me you start to observe every little thing and then you realize the world is such a beautiful place and it is so intoxic it gets so intoxicated by so many different circumstances i think it is very important to understand the beauty that you have around you the resources mm -hmm. that you have around you and all those six months i feel I never feel depressed. To be so honest, I didn't feel depressed at all. And I, I started to know that what I love to do in my life, uh, who I am, what I can do, what I want to become. I, I had so many questions and so many questions were answered. And I started feeling all the happiness from inside. I would bake a cake. I was like, okay, maybe it's weekend, but let me make a cake for myself. Let me do this for myself. Because you don't, you're not putting your time and energy after other people mm -hmm. or to impress other, other situations, you started focusing on your very own yourself and you start doing things that you love to do. Yeah, I really uh, feel like you, because when I was traveling, I did the same because, you know, you are at remote areas, you are camping, you are hiking, and you won't find internet on the top of the mountain. So... <laughs> 
you start walking, you start exploring. And I was so surprised when I went to this stunning place, one after another, and I meet people who live there. And I'm like, oh my God, you have so many beautiful mountains around you. Look at these flowers. I've never seen these flowers. Look at these birds. And I asked them, do you appreciate this every day? And they're like, oh, I don't even recognize it anymore. But why don't we recognize it anymore, right? It's so beautiful. And I grew up in a country where we don't really have mountains. So to see them every single day and then the big peaks and to have a a possibility to go hiking, it was just amazing. And I got home and then, of course, social media came in and COVID came in. And, you know, as you start sitting more and more in front of this stupid computer and you are like, oh, gosh, what is happening in the world? You got to start getting stressed. Yeah. Uh, it is important to have very big goals and to work towards your biggest, highest ambitions. But in pursuit of those, achieving those bigger, higher ambitions, we often forget the little tiny things that we have and we can be happy mm-hmm. about, which are just right around us. You don't need to even buy those things. It's just right there. Do you have a gratitude journal or something? I do. Oh my God. So I. Yeah. I need to tell you about this. Uh, I, uh, so my best friend, Alexandra, mm-hmm. that I talked about, uh, he got me into stoic routine. He got me into stoic Greek philosophy. And then uh, I, I, download, I downloaded an app called Stoic Routine on my app store. Mm-hmm. And every, so that is the best app I can recommend it anyone if you want to have a self-reflection for every day. So in that, uh, I have like five questions. What did I do wrong today? Uh, did I fulfill my duty? Was how happy I was rate from one to 10. So I have a very uh, specified five to 10 questions. Mm-hmm. So I write their answers in a way I, tri- I keep a track on my mental health in that way. And every morning I get up and I go literally, this is my anthem. This is my life secret that I'm sharing with, with you, everyone. I'm so fortunate that I'm sharing and because I'm feeling so excited to share this. Every morning you get up, don't check your phone. Oh, no, never. never. I don't switch on the, I put it on airplane mode, mine, at 9 o'clock, and I don't switch it on until like 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. Sometimes yeah. I switch it off for the whole day. It's amazing. The first thing I do every morning is I check myself, like my hands are working fine, my legs are working fine, and I'm doing well. Okay, so I'm very fortunate that right now I can live my another most amazing day of my life. Oh, and then terrible. in that moment, I started feeling very thankful because I have this amazing another day to live and I can still do what I love to do. What else you want? <laughs> so then I will go to my app, the story app, and I will write every day. I don't write because I have to write. I write what I feel. So mm-hmm. I will write like, thank you universe for granting me another beautiful day. I want to make the best day. I want to perform every task as I'm doing as my last task. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I someday, if I'm super happy and super thankful, I will write like, I'm so thankful for my amazing parents, my amazing friends, my, my another lovely job that I'm doing. And I want, and then I also do, I will, sh- another secret that I will share. You're so lucky that I'm able to share my secrets with you. One is gratitude. And one is a blessing meditation. Mm-hmm. So uh, half of the time, I also do this blessing meditation every morning I get up in that I play a very calming music. And I, in that, I imagine that I have, uh, uh, I am 
I'm getting all the energy from the sun and I'm radiating my inner energy and every the love that I have inside through the outside world, like I imagine. And I try to think that uh, people who are suffering in other developing countries like Africa, maybe in India, everywhere around are getting are getting better and better. They're having, mm -hmm. I imagine that the children are having now the shelter, they're having the food. Uh, then I try to imagine all the plants that are dying across the world due to natural disasters are growing back. And just sharing your energy with the world. Yes, I try to think, I, I try to first think every negative thing that I come across because there's, there's a lot of, work is beautiful, but there are also a lot of negative things that we don't see. Everywhere, everywhere. Yes. And you know, it st sticks three times more than it would if it would be positive. Yes. So we need three times more positive things than we have negative. But the world doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Yes. So it is very also important to share your uh, happiness with all the other things. And I cannot go and give, take my happiness, take my blessing, right? It doesn't go. So I believe in a energy a lot because when energy uh, vibrates, it turns into a frequency. And there is a Tesla, Nikola Tesla law that uh, universe as a universe works in three things, uh, energy, frequency, and vibration. So this is a law of the, one of the law of the universe. Mm -hmm. And when, when you think something very constantly and constantly, uh, it really happens. And I had a lot of situations in my life where I am literally trying to think of something and it has happened. People might think, no, but there were, we have a lot of mental strength we don't realize. So I try to do this blessing meditation. I try to bless. You know, I, I understand I'm not a god or anything, but I can still think good for everything. Yeah, to serve others and help them and just to share your positive energy because I loved your quote, what you shared the other day with me, that uh, what we perceive within ourselves is what we receive from the outside world. Yes. So if every day you are sending your blessing, then that is what you receive as well. And I loved, yeah. I literally, as soon as I heard it, I wrote it down and I wanted to ask you, why do you, live, why do you believe in this and how do you live it in your everyday life? But partly you are also answered. Is there anything that you could add on it? How else do you include this quote in your life? Okay, um, so human, uh, human brain mostly takes things in two ways, happy or sad. Most of the things is imaginary. Like for example, if I'm sad of something, ask yourself as well when I'm saying this. We often get sad over things which are, which are like way, we might get sad 100%, but the reality is like just 5%. Mm -hmm. It is our mind that thinks. So, uh, we exaggerate. Yes, it, it, yes, our mind exaggerates. Either it's happiness or there's sadness. So it is very important that we know uh, to what level we are pursuing and how far we are going away from the reality. That's why I said about self-awareness. So when you're self-aware, you, you don't let your mind perceive imaginary things. So that's one of the things that whatever you perceive in your mind, you receive in the outside world. For example, you perceive that, oh, I'm so happy in my job, I'm so happy. Then you start feeling so happy in your job. It's all inside of our, it's all inside of our brain. For example, in my mind, I feel like if I'm, if I'm sending love to everyone, then to be very honest, it, it comes on my reflection of my behavior. Because in my mind, I feel love for you. So when you, I see you, I, I will reflect my love for you. So when I, when I, when I give you my love, 
you will give your love back to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm receiving the love at the same time. So when I'm helping someone, you, you will help me back. So whatever we first it says in our mind, we need to have a very healthy mind that reflects our behavior. And then how we behave to the outside world, we receive that back. I'm yeah, but it's really important, I think, to mention that we don't do it on purpose. So we are not like, okay, I'm going to yeah. be nice for you just so that you're going to give it back to me. Just to be genuinely nice, right? Uh, yeah, you cannot plan that. No, it's just... Yeah, just natural. like you're making it clear because sometimes we do do things for yeah. a reason, but this one just should come from our heart yeah. freely. And then maybe we... Actually, one of the really great things I learned from a, a Maori healer in New Zealand, that yeah. he, whenever he gets a, a gift or he, he uh, gets something, he puts out his hand and he cuts the hidden line that there yeah. is nothing attached to that gift. You just gave it to me by your heart and you will receive it from someone else. Maybe yeah. because, because we sometimes expect that kindness or that help from the same person that we gave it to but universe sometimes just gives it back from somewhere else and we need to accept yeah. that, that it's a circle and yeah, we circle get it some life, way yeah. or another but we are not going to get it from specifically yeah. the person that we want maybe when we we're talking about your focus and how you stayed focused for your dreams and everything how can one stay persuasive and you also talked about creating opportunities when we were talking before. Yeah. So how does one create an opportunity? How do you find an opportunity? So that, that is a very good question. For example, space architecture, when I started this three years before, I will tell some, an example from my own experience. When I started this space architecture three years before, there was nothing like space architecture. And I didn't, I didn't even have have anyone doing some space architecture thing, any architect designing. And even right now, there are very, I think there's only like 12 space architects in the world. There are not many. Wow. So, yes. So when I wanted to get into this thing, there was, there was no opportunity. So what I did, I started to learn and I created an opportunity. So I started to understand, okay, if I have to design something on in the Mars, it doesn't have to be big. It has to be, first of all, small because it would be very costly. So, so I started understanding the architecture, mini architecture that we have some on the earth. For example, if we go to Scandinavian countries, you have this uh, very small hotels, like very micro, micro plans. Mm-hmm. So I started understanding micro planning. Then I started understanding more about Mars. Then I started understanding more about technology. And then I okay, figured out, okay, maybe now I have an idea. If I have to design on Mars, maybe this will be a start. This will not be the final one, but this will be a start. Then I started looking for conferences, that, uh, which are the space conferences. And there was nothing like space architecture in any of the conferences I participated. But I, I sent them my research that, hey, I'm doing this kind of research, space architecture. There might be a human settlement after 200 years. You're also in the space. Maybe I would like to present my idea. And mm-hmm. space, is, space mostly works 80% is on idea. And 20%, when the idea gets more technical, it becomes and research, this this company. So it is all idea. And then idea is something can literally change everything. Mm -hmm. So, and and definitely who wouldn't want uh, anyone to present their research on on doing something out of the box. So I had a very, I received a very positive response. There's a thing, when you're trying to do something for the world, I'm I'm very sure of this thing that 
you are going to get a support mm-hmm. somewhere from the other. If you are doing something just for your own selfish interest, you, 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 want, you might not get the support from the world, but if you are doing something with the intention to do something better in the world, I'm very sure that you are going to receive a lot of support. You're going to meet those kind of people who will push you more and more. So I, created, I attended in one conference. I met a lot of people over there. I presented to an astronaut who has been to space. He's called Daniel Burbank. Mm-hmm. He has been on two space missions. And then I, he, he made me to present that another astronaut, Joseph Turner, he has also been on three space missions. They're all both NASA astronauts. So this Met way- some interesting people. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I know a lot of uh, nice, interesting people. So they made me, so I, I created this opportunity to present myself here without the fear. And that led me to another conference. And then I started meeting more and more people. And, that's how you just grow. You just need to take the first step. Mm-hmm. You need to have that courage. You, and then when you, and when you want to do that first thing, like for, take the first step, make sure that you don't have any self-doubts. And self-doubts come, you can avoid the self-doubt uh, from having a very deep, deep belief, deep, deep faith inside you that just like every other human being, successful other human being, you are also a part of that cosmos. And mm-hmm. why you cannot do it? You can do it. So you never had that tiny fear that would hold you back, that you're questioning yourself. I do, I do have, I, I think I fear every time. I do, even before our call, I was fearing, oh my God, what kind of questions anybody is gonna ask me? But then I trust, but my fear is 10%. And what I'm doing is, is what, I, what, I, what I know inside, how capable I am inside, and my belief in my own self is way higher than my fear. So mm-hmm. I try to fight with my fear every time. But it is fear is that every human being fear. I have a really interesting okay. thing about fear. It says <laughs> if, if you are not afraid, you don't want it enough. Because you are only afraid if you really want it. Yes, yes, that's true. And, and you need to think, what if you're feeling, okay, it is good to have fear because then you don't go into overconfidence. But what will happen? The, what, what is the most thing will happen? No one is going to come and kill you. People will just say like, oh, you want it enough. Oh, maybe you can improve here or you can do that. So you might just fail. And failing is so okay because every failure is an another opportunity to push yourself better and to do better. Yeah, and to learn, to experiment. Yes. If- if you think about the failure as an experiment, as a trial, it's no longer yeah. a, a failure, right? Yeah, so it's okay to fail, it's okay to keep going. Just, okay, one of the key things to achieve your goal is to keep going, never stop. There's a saying uh, that just literally uh, hit me inside a few years back. It is from Martin Luther King. I'm a very big fan of Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela. I like those revo- revo- revolutionary people who try to mm-hmm. who have that even a thought to change the world. So there's a saying for Martin Luther King that if you cannot fly, you run. If you cannot run, you walk. If you cannot walk, you just crawl. But whatever you do, you must keep moving towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. It was also related to another thing that I read a few weeks ago. It says that how long did it take for you to learn to speak? How long did it take for you to learn to walk 
And now it's an easy thing. You are doing it every single day. You are not thinking about how to open a door. But when you were a child, you actually had to think about that. How am I going to reach it? How am I going to push it and open it and pull it? And now it's a second nature of you. You are not thinking, okay, I'm going to the door. How am I going to turn this around? Unless you don't know how to open, push or pull thing. But yeah. it takes time to learn a skill and then yeah. it becomes a second nature and we don't think about it anymore. Yes. And that is so, that is totally okay. Uh, you know, uh, when I was a kid, this is a very funny thing, um, but I will share because we might have little children also listening to our conversation. So when I was a kid and I had to speak on the stage, I had a stage phobia and I will fear, I will get like, I will start shaking before I have to speak on the stage. I had that kind of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So every time before I would walk to the stage, I would think like, oh, you know what, Asma, the people sitting in front of you are they also poop and you also poop so it's the same <laughs> <laughs> i think i was just 12 years old when i said that to myself that the people are sitting in front of you they also poop and you also do the same thing so it's okay we do the same things just go and speak your mouth out mm. yeah so in general we are we are the same people and we have the same fears yeah. so okay i like that most people only see this top of the iceberg that you are working at NASA, but most of us don't think about the work that is behind that. So yes. what was your journey to actually get there? I know you mentioned a bit here and there, but yes. you also volunteered at different places. So when you decided that you are going to go for this option, what were your first steps and how did you decide what you need to do first? Yeah, so when I got into, uh, I got into this NASA thing after putting an immense amount of uh, time and energy in doing this, my sp space architecture research, that's when it created my opportunity. Even it is very important, if you really want to achieve something, you must be willing to sacrifice. That is the first, first, first thing. If you want to have party and if you just want to also achieve the big goals, it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, it is straight... So what, what was and your sacrifice? What did you get? I, so when, uh, I, when I was studying in college, everyone would be going hanging out for drinks over the weekends, having house parties. I never had that. Mm -hmm. I was, even on the weekends I was studying, I was working, even, even till now. Uh, work hours are Monday to Friday. Uh, it's from 8 to 4, 4 to 5 p.m. Then you have, you have 24 hours in a day. You work eight hours a day. You sleep six hours a day. Mm -hmm. That is, and then you still have five more hours, five to six more hours. So maybe you eat, you cook, that is one hour. What to do the rest of the four hours? That is the, that is the life-changing thing. In those four hours, are you watching Netflix and just watching TV, chit-chatting? Sorry, you're not going to go further. But if you take best of your that time because time is never coming back it's going even right now you see we cannot go back to five minutes of our conversation so you need to first so clearly understand that how to utilize your time i work 80 hours a week even on the sunday so i have this a proper schedule is very important i had a schedule that monday to friday i will work sunday i will work and on saturdays i will ex go and explore the nature and i will be social Mm -hmm. So I followed this for all these last four or five years. I never went to a house party. 
now I do because now I have a kind of a stability. So I will be like, but once in a while, you need to know yourself where you need to stop from distractions. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. And when you're sacrificing something, don't like, oh, I'm sacrificing. You don't feel sad because it is going to take you somewhere. So if I have to write down in the steps, first have a schedule, then in those, then you need to have a one year goal. So I, had a, I have a five year plan and then I have a divided by every year. Though mm -hmm. I don't go into future, but I do think about my future. So I have an every year goal and I break my every year goal into my 12 months goal. Mm -hmm. So I know that, okay, let's say for example, I want to become an astronaut. So to become an astronaut, first thing, to enter into the astronaut, I need to have my pilot license. I need to have my scuba diving license. I need to know about space robotics. I need to know about this and that, etc. And then I can go for this space uh, astronaut training program. So, okay, let, us, let me divide my finances and my time for the year. It will take three months to get the professional sky scuba diving, six months for pilot training. Then I divide my goals into smaller goals. So every month I know that, okay, th for this month, I have to complete this, this, this things. Then I divide into my weekly tasks. Okay, maybe this, work, this week I can do 50%. This week I can do 50%. And then if you have a weekly plan for yourself, you know what you are supposed, how you're supposed to utilize those extra four hours that you have every single day. I love that you are saying this. I'm doing the exact same. So that means I, one day I'm going to be an astronaut. Okay, I won't because that's my biggest fear <laughs> to actually go yeah. to space. But yeah. yeah, to achieve our dreams, to plan big. Uh, you do you only plan. do it for your career or do you also do it for like relationships, spirituality, spending so, all the time? Like I have actually it for six areas of my life. And I decide what is my priority at the moment. And then I, that's how I plan. How do you do it? Yeah. So I have only three priorities, priorities because um, uh, this is my best friend, Alex. He taught me this. He told me this. We, were, we always had a very good conversations. And uh, one time he told me like, uh, there's a saying in a Mushoto Mura, I think from a Japanese uh, warrior. I don't remember his exact name. So out of five things, if you, I think the, the unfettered mind, there's a book called Unfettered Mind. And in that, there's a saying like, uh, when you have five things in your life, you cannot do best at all the five. Mm -hmm. But when you have like three things in your life, you can still perform your, you can be more than that. You can be like excellent in three things. But if we just focus on one thing, it will be outstanding. But it is not possible to only focus on one thing because we cannot neglect other things in our life. So I decided, so... I realized, okay, I have three priorities. My first priority is my health. Mm -hmm. There is nothing, no goal can overcome my health priority. Because if I'm not healthy, mentally, physically, I won't be able to be happy with other people or achieve my goals. So I need to take care of my health. That's mm -hmm. my first thing. So for my health, uh, for my health priority, I go to gym every day from 5.30 to 7.30. Every day. Maybe I will skip one day in a week when, I'm, when my body's really burning out. But every morning, 5.30, 7.30, it's my work. It's my gym time. So mm -hmm. I put my health in the beginning of my day. So I'm, after I do that gym, I'm like, I finished my first priority. After that, my second priority is my family. Family is a, so it, when, it doesn't have to be just your parents. Your friends can also be your family. Or even you yourself can be your family. I feel like uh, love is the biggest blessing. If uh, 
love is the highest form of an emotion and uh, it is very important to love and to feel love and family or um, friends or this kind of things gives us a lot of uh, emotional security and it helps us to perform better in our personal goals so but that doesn't mean that i will spend hours and hours talking to my friends or family no 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 but uh, if my family needs me i will i will be there for them before my goals it's just that difference so i make sure that i talk to my if i don't have a very severe goal for a month or for a target then i make sure in my daily life that i talk to my parents every day i talk to my close best friends i'm very selective when it comes to making friends because uh, uh, it is like the the people you surround with the the person you become that is mm -hmm. a very tourist thing that i believe yes so I was I would talk to my one best friend every day just for like five ten minutes just check how she's doing how I'm doing, and then it's my work. Work includes my NASA goals. Work includes my office goals. So then I put my time and energy to perform that. Mm -hmm. What so do you, you do with spirituality? Because you want to spend so much time reflecting on yourself, meditating. I don't know if you do prayers or not. It doesn't even matter. But Spirituality should be part of our lives. So where do you put that in these three? Spirituality is in every moment of our life. It cannot be for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. It's in every moment you're alive. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> so either it's uh, talking with a family with love, either it's going to the gym or it's going to the work. It's every, it's inside, it stays inside it. So it is in every moment, mm -hmm. every Every millisecond, it is. It should be there with you. So every task you perform in your every day, at every moment of your uh, day, you need to feel that great, great love inside to perform that task. You need to feel that vibration inside you to perform. So it is. It is every day. And prayers. I will tell you one thing about prayers. Praying to. I'm not against any religion or any uh, customs, but uh, prayers restrict restrict your knowledge mm -hmm. only praying to uh, maybe one higher form of energy or uh, it will restrict your your area mm -hmm. and uh, when we have when boundary around us we only uh, grow to a certain extent so I do pray but I I pray to universe because in a way if we if we have watched this big bang theory documentary uh, we all are made from this universe we are if we break down our human form if we break down the mountains we build on everything that is around us it is a part of it is a particle of hydrogen mm -hmm. and helium and nitrogen and which is how the universe was made so i i just pray that and then i never pray for myself that's the thing uh i never pray for myself i always pray that whatever i'm doing uh i never i pray like i hope i I, I should never lose the path of what is right, what is truth. Even if that means to struggle a little bit more, I'm willing to do it, but I, I never lose the right path. That is mm -hmm. one prayer that I do for myself. And then I will pray that uh, every living being, every non-living being uh, gets better and better. That's my only prayer. That so it's I do. similar to your morning blessing meditation. Yes, that's the only prayer that I do, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, that's real nice and love this message that spirituality is every single mo movement yeah. that we do. I think I never heard that, but I will definitely take this with me 
after this talk. So thank you already for that message. No worries. And what is the greatest lesson that you have learned while you spent your time with NASA? So your, you work with them. The greatest lesson that I learned is uh, nothing is impossible. Everything is possible. Every, every, everything is possible. Uh, because the NASA people work so damn hard to achieve the impossible. And in the end, you see all of the discoveries by NASA going, either going to the moon or developing the International Space Station or anything. It is, everything is by the human brain. Mm -hmm. It is, so one of the things that I learned is nothing is impossible. Everything is possible to attain and to achieve. Second thing is I learned is everything, to, everything that is possible to achieve is by you are the uh, owner or you are the creator to achieve those impossible things with your own brain. Mm -hmm. It is not outside. It is, it is your, it is your own dedication that will make you achieve those things. And third work is, if you really want, as I said, if you really want something, just go after it. Just go after it because I, I, I came across a lot of, I have a lot of uh, friends at NASA who work like day and night to prove a tiny bit of an equation correct. Mm -hmm. So it is a, it is like an hundred eighty percent an effort. And 20% is a result. And that result is also like sometime it will come, sometime it will not So just keep working hard and hard and you will be there. And also, don't forget to have fun in what you do. Because I never, I saw all this, my, my friends and my colleagues working there, they never, they, you don't see them like sad or depressed. They're like happy because they're loving what they're doing. That's yeah. because when you love what you do, only then you can, uh, go long way for that. Mm -hmm. if yeah, that's why you can learning. work so many hours because you yes. love it. So you're dedicated is, and you're passionate. Yes. Yeah, so loving what you do is very important. So have fun. Have fun. Even if it's just, for example, for an architect, if it's just meant to draw a line, have fun in drawing that straight line, that curvy line, <laughs> that mountain upside down line. Have fun in everything you do. And if you don't have fun, change the path right away, right now. Don't wait. Like, so many people, uh, they keep doing the things or that they keep doing the jobs that they don't like to do. Mm -hmm. And then, for example, I, and then they think that, oh, I cannot change my job because I wouldn't find another one so soon. So they, uh, they don't, they're not willing to take that risk. They keep doing the things that they don't love to do. And in a way, they spend months or days or weeks or years just like that, like in, in hating something to do. So change, if you think you're not happy in doing this thing, change your path right now. It is and possible how, to do. How can you do this to be still feel safe? Because so many of us don't do it because we are afraid and we are not sure. We are, it's the unknown on the other side. So we don't know what to expect. So how can we do it safely? What would you say for that? That's when you believe in yourself. Your, your own inner faith is your safety throughout your life. Mm. You, have, you have to be, and you cannot, this something that I really learned in my life is you cannot grow by always being safe. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be down. You have to struggle. You have to cry. You have to do, you have to go. And that's when you break. Uh, you know, there's a saying, the heart cannot open up until it keeps breaking. There's, there's a kind, you mm. can, you need to keep breaking and breaking. And that's when, 
that's when you open. That's when you ex that's when you see your highest self. So uh, I will tell you a trick to do this. How I do. How I try to keep Please myself. Please do. Safe. Yeah. This is also another secret. It is kind of spiritual, but it helps me. I can say that. So right now, I'm not perfect, and. I always I know that I cannot be always best because there's nothing like a best. It's always a process that is more important. But I always believe that I have I have another um, my higher self. Let's say let us call my higher self. My higher self is very strong financially. My higher self is doing so great, so happy, so strong, mentally strong. So I have a higher self. So I think like my higher self that is my end result to achieve something will never let me down. So if I'm taking this risk right now, I might struggle a little bit, but in the end, because I know that I'm not going to put myself down ever, I'm going to come out of that thing and I'm going to do way better than what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. I changed three jobs in a year because I wasn't happy doing those jobs and with the work that I was getting. And every time I changed, I was getting a better paying job and a better work task, and better and better and better. And now I ended up doing, loving everything I love to do at my job, and also getting the most highest pay from, I'm getting a very mm -hmm. high pay to my experience. So but you don't know. Did you apply for these different jobs while you were in the previous one, or did you quit and then you started searching? I started searching when I was not happy working in my previous. Mm -hmm. You cannot like just stop and like wait and then do another. You, if you think, okay, you're not going in the right direction, if you're not happy going in the direction, start looking for alternatives. So you have a base, you start uh, having a foundation. And then mm -hmm. when you're okay, now is the time, now I can manage for another month, another two months, or maybe three months, and now I can just quit, just quit and start working back. Mm -hmm. But uh, Yes, but you, you need to know that, uh, you you need to understand that you will never let yourself down and you will never let yourself average forever and when you know that you will never let, let that that confidence that i will never let myself down comes from when you have uh, struggled for something and you overcome that mm -hmm. so that's why struggles are very important they make you stronger so uh impress them that oh i have this i will become better after this what was your greatest struggle oh struggles for me struggles are every day <laughs> every day part of my life because the things that i want to do are itself a big uh the the path is also a struggle and even after achieving that it's a struggle um but the biggest struggle that i ever had was uh, just before before i went to this repression when i was going very low in my grades i was not mm -hmm. able to cope up with my education and my parents were kind of separating fortunately they haven't separated they have things got very well mm -hmm. but at the time i was not i was struggling very emotionally education wise and then i i was also struggling financially because i couldn't ask money from my parents uh, and i was in denmark and in Denmark, you need to know Danish a little bit. I, I had to speak fluent before I got a job. Yeah, so I did. I was not getting a job. Plus, I was just in my bachelor's, so I wasn't getting a nice paying job. So I was doing a cleaning job. Mm -hmm. So I would go to school, and then at night, eleven, go to clean a burger restaurant. And I never had a cleaning. I never had to do cleaning back in my country. 
because my family is quite established, I can say. Mm-hmm. So, and my dad still doesn't know that I was doing a cleaning job. It's nothing bad because you need to do what you need to do at what time you need to do. Mm-hmm. So at night, I, I, 11, I would go to, I would clean the burger kitchen and I would end up at one at night because I was slow. And at half the time I would sleep in the bus and then I would miss my stop. And then I would walk three kilometers every night at oh 2 a.m. In cold, in so much of snow. So, and I'm afraid of dark. Oh. And I was night. I was eighteen. I was, I think, nineteen. I was afraid of the dark. I didn't want to do cleaning, and I had no other option. I had to just keep doing for a short of time. I even in, in, I remember that winter, I didn't even had a bed to sleep because I couldn't afford any furniture. I moved to a very cheap place, and um, it is called. A, it is a student hostel, mm-hmm. and uh, it is it is a very tiny room, and I didn't have a furniture, a bed to sleep in winter, and I still remember that day. <laughs> So I was struggling a lot financially, but then I always knew that this is not my future. It's just my present moment and it will be out once I finish my studies or yeah, it's not here. If I keep working hard, it's not going to be forever. Right. Mm-hmm. If you find an opportunity, if you, if you go if you grab every opportunity that comes to a door and if you, if you do something, if we get an extra skill, you're never going to be at the same place. No, no, no. So I always knew this thing that, hey, so I used to tell myself, hey, it's okay. Today you're sleeping on the floor, but after a month, you never know you might end up having a big bed. So I was so down in that moment in my life, but I overcame it, as you can see now. Mm -hmm. So if I can do it, why not you? Yeah, everybody can do it. Yeah, everyone can do it. Everyone. Great. I have some closing questions for you. Sure. So the first one, what is the definition of success for you? Success is not an ultimate destination. It's an everyday. Uh, that's what I believe in. It's, success is like, let's say, if you have a 10 tasks ten task for your day, and by the end of the day, you are able to fill nine tasks, you're successful. Nothing is big and nothing is small. It's just following your own path. For example, if I'm working in NASA, for some people it's really a big deal. Oh, you're working in NASA. No, no, no. If you are making a painting and if you're loving what you're doing, you are very successful, man. Mm-hmm. Just be happy. Like I think where the success is having that fulfillment of doing everything we love to do. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be small. But it should give you that fulfillment. Oh, you did something. Mm-hmm. That is that is that is success. Amazing! I love that. Those, I... those yeah. Uh, just can I add one more thing? Yeah. A lot of people also run after money and having those big big things. So I also do have big goals, but just I said on our call, when you have no matter if you have a very big mansion, if you have a very if you have planes around you, but if you're not happy inside, like when you're alone, you are very unsuccessful in your life. Mm-hmm. And when you're going to die, you're not going to take all any of those things. You look back to the memories and the things you did, you loved. So every day is, you can, you can make your every day super successful. Yeah, I loved when we talked before, you mentioned this as well, that all the money, all the things that we have in our lives, we cannot take it with us to our next life. We cannot take it with yeah. us when we die. We can only take what we served others because we made others feel better. And I love that. 
my second question to you would be that if this podcast would be listened by everyone in the world, what is that one message that you would like them to take with them? I would like to say that the universe resides within you. And if you have the whole big universe inside of you, like I said, you're made up of those components. Never ever self-doubt. You are very blessed wherever you are. And you can do every single thing. Just never consider yourself that you are less than anyone. You are your own beautiful creation. And you have your own beautiful path to walk. Don't follow anyone's path. Just walk your own path. And never listen to naysayers. I love that. It's so beautiful. I think we can definitely take it with us and reflect on that. Thank you so much for our chat today. Thank you, Aniko. Thank you. It's so glad to talk to you. so much Ashta for our chat today I'm really grateful for you to share all your secrets with us and that you have been so vulnerable I think your story is very inspirational to so many of us and just says that we can all make our dreams happen that is just up to us thank you as well for listening in today if you would like to have Ashta with her work in Uganda you can check out her website and get involved on kachaashta1.vixai.com slash v-energy So, kachaashta1.vixai.com slash v-energy I also include this link in the podcast description so you can click on that. If you found this episode motivating, make sure that you share it with a friend and text it to him or her right now because it would be truly inspirational for them, you think. The best way to live a happy and fulfilled life is to serve others. So share this episode with people you care about. It has no cost, but will elevate them and make their lives even better. If this is your first time here, click that love or subscribe button and make sure that you leave a rating and a review. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback on how this message lifted you up and brought a change into your life. I'm so grateful for you and for your support. I'm sending you love and great health. And now it is time for you to live on the ball.